Because I can be single forever. You can. I'll, I'll back Whenever... you. Thank you. Whenever I mention that, Mimi will always be like, oh my gosh, shut up. Be quiet. She, she can't so handle funny. that thought. I love it. It's like, she just will go, I just cannot believe that two of my granddaughters had c-sections in the same year and i'll say i'll just go ahead and take myself off the roster and she <laughs> said she looked at me <laughs> she gave me this dirty look and lauren was there and your mom were there and lauren was started laughing <laughs> i was like yeah yeah uh, and i said something the other day i was like i just she i don't know something happened i said i just don't understand men and she said, you will when the right one comes along, which I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, like, I said, no. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> and she said, oh, be quiet. And <laughs> <laughs> bliss. You're just searching for a man to sweep you off your feet. I'll just hire one out to come around to like. Hey, I'll not. Just, I'll just. um. Like, put on my Hinge profile or something. Like, I just... Hey, if... Hey, family members who are listening, turn your ears off. Muff them. Okay? Muff them five minutes ago. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Plug the ears right now and don't listen to this part. I'm gonna put on my Hinge. Or whatever. Or anytime I... If I ever meet anybody, ever make a friend, I'm just gonna say, Hey, listen, I just need you around for holidays. That's it. I'll return the favor if you want. I literally just need you for the holidays to bring them around. We come around every once in a while. Come over for dinner every once in a while. And that's it. And that's don't it. Touch you just smooth the fam, and then you're free. Family members, you can unmuff them now. My name's Courtly. And I'm Wizzy. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Or something like that. <laughs> We're so awkward. <laughs> I just want to end this right now. I'm wearing, uh, we'll start at the feet. I'm wearing Timberland. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing Timberland socks. Okay. Thick socks. They're brown. Um wool type wool knit we'll say i'm wearing okay. um my thick sweats which are these gray sweat pants that i bought at walmart for seven bucks that are a size too big and when i bought it i was like it's just a size too big it won't be that big of a deal but there's no drawstring in them Mm-mm. and they didn't shrink enough in the wash um to fit me so they're just huge and i have to tie them up with a ponytail holder um, so I've just been halfway <laughs> sagging all day long. <laughs> have you tried, like, rolling them? Um, they're, the elastic, they're, it, like, doesn't even, like, there's not yeah. enough space between, like, the hem and, like, yeah. the crotch part for me to be You'll able to roll it. And then I, uh, to finish it off, I'm wearing a, an blue Amarillo Sod Poodles t-shirt. If you don't know what those are, what the Saudis are, it's the Amarillo Minor League Baseball Team. And a Sod Poodle, that's another word for a prairie dog. 
Yeah, so, I was about to say, I have no idea what that means or what that is. Yeah, they actually, so it started, the team started when I was in college. So obviously it was this huge thing. That was You're Texas a day A&M. one fan. I'm a day one fan. Um, I voted for the name, actually, because they had like a Twitter poll. And it was, what should we name the Amarillo baseball team? And it was Sod Poodles and some other things. And I was like, that would be great. They would never actually name it this, and then they did, so. And they did. So, I don't want to make a big deal of it or anything, but I'm kind of like the founding father. <laughs> I don't want to make a big, a big deal, because you are a big right, deal. Exactly, because I voted along with, like, hundreds of thousands of people on Twitter, so. Yep. Probably so, not hundreds of thousands. I don't think the Sod Poodles got that much traction, but. They you never know. probably know you by name. They probably pray to you in the locker room before they go out. Yeah, I've actually been in their locker room. I'm not even joking. I have. <laughs> I have a. We'll po- We'll post it when we make our Instagram post. If I feel like we just say post. we'll post stuff a lot, and then we never post anything. That's true. I need to listen back and say like what we'll post when when I say this. But there's an actual selfie of me so my friends and i went and saw flatland cavalry one time and so get this my friend's brother's friend's brother is the fiddler for flatland cavalry so we went and got like vip backstage passes for free through her and they were playing at the sod poodle stadium and so we went down into the dugout, into the locker room where they were like getting ready before their show and we met them and we were like, oh my gosh, we're in the Sod Poodles locker room. And you were like, forget Flatland Calvary, we're in the Sod Poodle locker room. Exactly. We're like, all the hot minor league baseball players have been here. Yeah. And, that and that's all that matters. And it's never been the same. It's all of that to say, that's what I'm wearing. And now that you was have to tell me. Very long. It was. I'm also wearing my watch and my glasses, but you know that's nothing new. So you always um, are like, you always have like extras. Well, it's because I'm a nerd. All right. Here Anyways, we go. what are you wearing? I have, I have two ponytail holders in my hair. I got the oh. Willie Nelson braids happening. Heck yes. Because Casey won't stop pulling my hair out, so I was like, I have to because I don't want to be bald. There you go. Um, I have a oh, hoodie good. on that is like three sizes too big. Okay, good. Sweatpants. Good. And they're like thin sweatpants though, so they're like oh. I'm not over here sweating. Good. And I have on some gray socks, low cut. So, what's your New Year's resolution? Uh, let me bring out my list. Oh gosh, I have a couple. I have a few. We'll see how um, how crazy. I want to run a marathon this year. Okay. I thought 2022 was going to be my marathon year. And then I like blew out my IT band and then I got a stress fracture. So, And I moved. That's a lot. So it just didn't end up happening. That's a um, lot. I want to get involved in search and rescue. I want to move out <laughs> you huh i bet you. i do i need to go to the dentist in 2023 i haven't been to the dentist since probably the beginning of 2020 i haven't been to the dentist since i was 
um a teenager um what are your new year's resolutions oh i forgot we're Mm -hmm. um so this is so dumb but here it is i want i guess it's not really new year's resolution it's more of like finish resolution okay um i want to do you know how the a thing each day like a daily color sheet sure i want for december okay good because it's so relaxing it is and so i'm like if i just do if i just commit to one a day because i usually do it like every few days when i'm like yeah you just need a zone yeah, so if I just do one a day and just, like, zone out for and let my brain clear, I think I'll be a lot a lot more zen. A little chill. A little chill girl. Yeah, so that's my, my, my end of this year resolution. Uh, my New Year's resolution is to finish, finish shedding this baby weight. Right on. So, um, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't want to get in a hurry. I just want to. Mm-hmm. I want to um, get to a point where I can move like I could before I had a C-section. There so then go. I can be active, and that is my New Year's resolution. And we fall down. I like down. it. I like it. It's a lifestyle thing, not a look. Exactly. Thing. That's, the big, yeah. that's yes. the big thing. That's what got me back into exercising. Was I wanted to have a better lifestyle, not I wanted to. I mean, I also want to look, I want to have a banging body, but. Exactly. My butt is just hurting sitting on that chair. Yeah, Lizzie, tell us what your setup is tonight. So my setup is my laptop is sitting on the bench. And I was sitting on like a red stool that has wheels that you like work on a car on in a garage. (laughs) But it was hurting my butt. So now I'm sitting on the floor. I have made a uh, blanket pallet on the floor in the mud room. Oh. And I have my, like, listen, I have my knees under me and my butt, like, face down, ass up, okay? Because I, like, tweaked my sciatic nerve a few days ago, and I cannot get it to, like, chill out. So the only way it's not, like, serious if I sit like this, but it's so <laughs> so, I'm just dude. You've got to go to like a PT or something. I need to, and like it'll be totally fine. And then I'll do something that'll set it off, and then I'm just like dying for a few days. Yeah, that's how it go back out again. I'm like, oh god, this is horrible. And I don't. I think... know you're getting closer to thirty as crap like that starts happening. <laughs> I know it's bad. Oh. I'm still saying, let me find where we left off because so in my notes app, I have 312 points on this case, which is really cute. Okay. And we left off at, we left off at point 199. Okay. Which was when, um, just to recap, quick recap. Yep. November 23rd of 2016. It's no, uh, it, it, 
November 23rd of 2016, it's Thanksgiving Eve, Tom Brown and a couple of his friends, Caleb King, Michael Castletine, and Christian, yeah. well, I forgot her last name, Christian, we'll call, yep. I've been calling her by her first name anyways, Um, they go out driving, Christian's the last person to see Tom, they had made plans to hang out the night, or the day afterwards, and then Tom is never seen again. And they can't find him. They don't find his body until January 9th of 2019. So a little over two years later. And here we are. And here we are. So let me see. Deputy Pine Gregory was the guy who found uh, Tom's remains. And he found them on Lake Marvin Road, 12 miles from where they found Tom's phone. And he was just looking for deer sheds and found him and at this point they're like all right awesome we have they're not like all right awesome tom's dead but it was we have an answer as to where tom is yeah maybe we can figure out what happened now the remains that they found was uh they found tom's skull they found a femur they found a bunch of smaller bones a pair of tennis shoes and remnants of blue jeans they also found a texas driver's license which was Tom's. It said Thomas Kelly Brown on it. That's how they were. That's one of the identifications that they had on the body. A memorial was held at the high school gym. And there were reporters there to cover the case. And some of Tom's graduating class were pallbearers. Bearers. And Kelly Brown, Tom's father, said that he wasn't impressed with Philip Klein that day. Because uh, I guess Philip Klein was kind of, you know, puffing his chest out like, we found his body. And, 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 and bragging. And I guess parading around is what he said. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, Klein might be good at his job, but I don't know. I don't know about that ego. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh... And even after Tom's body was found, Penny kept Klein involved in the case, even though Kelly didn't like him. Klein, actually, after Tom's body is found, started warning residents that a killer was still on the loose and that the killer might have even attended the memorial. So, that's great that he's just, you know, stirring. He just, this entire time, Klein was stirring stuff up. Which is kind of, I don't know, maybe that's his whole plan, that's his whole tactic. Maybe, yeah. Stir stuff up and then, you know, make, make people feel like, oh no, they're on to me. Make them scared, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not, a, I'm not in his brain. I don't really want to be either. I don't, yeah, don't want to be. Mm-mm. I don't want to be in any man's brain, ever. No thanks. Leave me I'll out. Pass. I I see enough. From the outside, I don't want to see anything. From exactly. Me. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Tom's skull didn't give any clues as to the cause of death, and there weren't enough remains to try and figure out how he died. So it's all inconclusive. They still have no idea how Tom died. They just know that he was dead. Crazy. And. So stuff starts flying around, you know, as as if stuff wasn't already flying around. More stuff starts flying around. 
and Kevin Brown, who is no relation to Tom at all. He was an Kevin Brown is an Amarillo truck driver, and he calls himself the Ghost Whisperer. Uh. Yep. And he posted a series of videos of himself holding his spirit box, which was a little box that he had that would make a horrible screeching sound. And supposedly <laughs> that's how he talks to people in the afterlife. <laughs> this sounds so Texas. <laughs> no, it's very Amarillo. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Amarillo. <laughs> <laughs> This oh. random dude named Kevin <laughs> who calls himself the ghost whisperer. This is my spirit box. I carry it around. Is... It talks to me. And it just, and I mean, I guess you could probably try and find these videos somewhere. I will. But he's holding his spirit box and it makes this horrible sound. And that's how he talks to people in the afterlife. And he claimed that Tom's voice could be heard in the background and said that Tom was telling him that he had been cut into pieces. Uh, but he wasn't, right? Well, we don't know. There weren't enough remains found. Okay, so he could have been cut into pieces. He could have been. Here's the thing is also, I mean, you have to think out there, out in the yeah. country, hogs are going to get at him. Yeah. Raccoons, coyotes, foxes. It's amazing like, they found anything with that stuff. Yeah, especially because hogs... I mean, that's they how destroy stuff. That's how people get rid of bodies. You know, they'll yeah. throw them in a pig pen. So, I mean, you've you've got a lot. And I, again, over two years after yeah. he disappeared. So, I don't think it's unusual that they didn't find all all of his remains at all. But um, there just weren't enough to have for there to be any conclusive answer as yeah. to what happened to him. You know. So, and they probably won't know unless they find who did it and they tell them. Exactly. Unless they figure out who was involved, they won't. So there's that. And here's another crazy, freaking, terrible rumor um, that was rolling around. So almost two weeks after Tom's remains were discovered, Jeff Castletine, who was Michael's father was found with a self-inflicted gunshot wound in his car at the rodeo grounds. And people started rumors that Jeff was connected to Tom's death. So Jeff hmm. committed suicide. Interesting. And people were saying that he helped Michael cover up Tom's death. Interesting. So there's that. And they said basically what they thought. Because everything has to be sexual in Canadian Texas, of I guess. Of course. Literally every single rumor was like something that had to do with some wacky sex thing. It's so weird. But You're like, do they... something else, guys. Come on. Come on, you little perverts. Yeah. Um, freaking Texas. Freaking Canadian. Um, so people speculated that Jeff was having a secret romantic relationship with Tom, and when Michael found out, he killed Tom, and that when Tom's remains were found, Jeff was so overwhelmed with guilt and emotion that he killed himself. That's what the full rumor was. Wow. Which is terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, I want to know who started that. 
because why? What the heck is wrong with you? Why would you just start that out of nowhere? Yeah, people are freaking ridiculous. And we're seeing this a lot right now. And, like, I don't know how many of our listeners are in, like, the Texas area. Mm-hmm. But with the little girl who was abducted and murdered by the FedEx sure. driver, there's uh-huh. so much speculation online and all these, like, outlandish rumors. Just be quiet, everybody. Just be quiet. Just don't say anything until you know what happened. It's just people just like to talk out their butt. I mean, they do. I can't say that we don't because we have a podcast. We do. Yep. We definitely do. <laughs> we like to talk out of our asses, too. But. It's just... But we're not saying that Tom Brown... I mean, we're not saying people were gay when they weren't. We're not making... I mean, we're not making these speculations. I feel like we... Yeah. It's just people love to just ruin people's lives, honestly. Yeah. It's disgusting. It is. Um, Shannon Castletine said that someone had floated on Chris Sample's radio show... That Jeff had written in his suicide note that the investigation of Tom's death had taken a huge toll on his family. She said that was not true. His suicide note did not have anything about Tom in it. Okay. There you go. Good to know. Yep. Jeff struggled with depression and or bipolar disorder for a while, which he was on medication for since 2000. And even on meds. He still had issues and was pretty suicidal. She said that every day he he would say something about wanting to be dead. So, okay. so there was like a track record there. Yeah. She said it, it wasn't completely out of the blue, which is really, yeah. really sad. That I mean, it breaks my heart. Yeah. He needed help and he was saying it and didn't get it. Yeah. And I mean, I think he was an elementary school teacher, I think. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, In the fall of 2018, Jeff got sick and he had asthma, so he kept getting worse and worse. He just wasn't getting better. And one night he came home upset because he could not even work out. Um, And Shannon believed that, or Shannon believes that pushed him over the edge Mm -hmm. because he he told her that he wouldn't go out like that. Yeah. So he wasn't going to let the sickness kill him. He was going to yeah. He didn't want to become, you know, debilitated. Yeah, so, he didn't want to suffer. Yeah, and then people are saying that, like, already this this father and this husband commits suicide, which is so tragic. And then people are immediately like, oh, he must have been having a sexual relationship to with Tom. Yeah, and he must have murdered him, too. Freaking trash. Yeah. Even Goose agrees. Even Goose agrees. Yeah, And it would be different if he didn't have that history of, like, being mentally ill and having said things like he wanted to kill himself. Yeah. It's just... It would be different if it was just an out-of-the-blue thing and caught everybody off guard and they were all like, ooh, maybe he was, like, you know, getting rid of himself because of the Tom thing, but it wasn't. It's just people spreading crap. You know? Yep. It's disgusting. Christian, Tom's... One of Tom's friends. One of the friends that he told was that he wore diapers. Um, she thinks that Tom hid a lot of stuff from people and that few people saw what was really going on in Tom's life. I can see that. Yeah. 
And, you know, you think back to in episode one, we talked about how everybody said that Tom was so happy and joking yes. and he was so normal the night that he went missing that everybody thought there's no way it could have been suicide or whatever. But we say that about literally everybody that's committed suicide. Yes. Almost. Definitely. You think about a lot of people who have committed suicide and people were like, I had no idea. They seemed fine. I don't believe it. Yeah. What the... And, I get, and again, fall of 2016 was stressful for Tom. Yeah. You know, he broke up with his girlfriend. He quit football. He was figuring out college. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And so Christian kind of thought back to the songs that Tom had played for them that last night. And she listened to them again. Uh, she listened to them again and kind of listened more to the lyrics. And this is, you know, of course, after Tom is dead. And the one that really stuck out to her was No Hard Feelings by the Avit Brothers. Um, because if you listen to the song, it's about moving on and stepping away from jealous and mean people. And my notes say all those bad things, which is shows you how smart I was being when I wrote these notes. <laughs> all those bad things. We'll Step away from all them bad things. Life. Gosh, I'm freaking stupid. Freaking Texas the heck i know the longer i stay in texas the more my accent comes out yeah people are gonna watch an evolution of my accent in this podcast anyways it's gonna be hilarious like holy but, crap yeah. lizzie got really hick <laughs> what the hell <laughs> <laughs> what in tarnation is going on here <laughs> Yeah, it's been. It'll be great. Um, anyways, so music critics say that this song is a way to reconcile with death. Okay. So, so which, that's let me concerning. The, let me pull up the lyrics real quick for all of us out here. When my body won't hold me anymore and it finally lets me free, will I be ready? When my feet won't walk another mile and my lips give their last kiss goodbye, will my hands be steady when I lay down my fears, my hopes, and my doubts? The rings on my fingers and the keys to my house with no hard feelings. Yeah, it's basically about letting go and dying. All right. So there you go. But she still doesn't think that Tom killed himself. So. There's that. See, okay. Let's theorize here. So they found his skull, right? Yep. And there was no damage to it. Not that they could tell anything conclusive. But if there was a gunshot to his skull, they would have known. If, I mean, If yeah. that's the way. Okay. If, well, listen. He could have OD'd. He could, could have hung himself. I don't, even, I don't even know if they found his entire skull. If it was okay. intact, you know? Okay. Yep. Because I, I don't... Because I, I would imagine over two years being out there, I doubt his full skull was there. Yeah. So I just, I, nothing was conclusive. Let me see if I can find a picture on the internet. You're typing it so loud. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, that just won't give me the picture that I want to see. Any hoosers. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> You've never heard that before? No, I haven't. 
Okay. Well, it just okay. So basically, all the findings said was that they couldn't. A reason, a cause of death was inconclusive based off the remains that they had. Okay. So they're not ruling out a gunshot wound. So we'll just have to live with that. Which is really disappointing. Anyway, so Christian doesn't believe that she that Tom killed himself because she says that everything is everything is so scattered. From his car to his phone to his body. His car was found on Lake Marvin Road. His backpack was found four miles away from his car. Tom's body was found 12 miles from where his phone was found. So, I mean... Yeah, it's just all over the place. It just doesn't make sense that he would kill himself. Because he wouldn't have wanted to walk that far to kill himself. You know? Thrown all his stuff all around. Yeah, he would have walked approximately 12 miles if he had walked from where he parked his car to where they found his backpack to the thicket where his remains were found. And they said he didn't even like to walk to the refrigerator. He didn't. He wasn't an active guy. And so some people think that he was trying to find the campsite where his grandfather had committed suicide. Okay. Um, but didn't make it either because he got tired or he was attacked by wild hogs or something. Okay, that. Okay, so listen. Yeah. Listen, I've been, <laughs> I've been um, run around by some a wild hog before. Yes, ma'am. Tell us about it. I don't know. I've never seen a pack of wild hogs. You know. Okay, this was just one. I have seen a pack of wild hogs. I've never been close enough to be attacked by them. Uh huh. I don't know if there's like a pack mentality at that point, but the one I walked up on was like scared and it like and like did a burnout in a circle around me and my mom and then like took off running like it didn't want nice. to us yeah. it wasn't like i'm gonna maul these people to death it was like i'm getting out of here well i feel i don't know i've heard of them getting after people like packing up on people okay yeah but i think that's when there's a lot of them and they're big ones yeah and the i think they have to be huge. like threatened by you yeah they're giant yeah. I, the one that ran I'm... around us made the ground shake. It was so big. Oh, gosh. That's terrifying. It was it was horrifying. I have, when I'm running, I have, uh, as I'm running, I literally think, where would I go right now if hogs came out of nowhere? And so I just always think, how would I jump up into that tree? Up how would tree. I jump up into that tree? I don't want to be killed by hogs. No. And I'm you literally go running in, like, the city. Yeah, you go in the water or you go in up a tree. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't see him getting attacked by wild hogs or an animal. Yeah, me either. I, I would, just feel like animal I also wild animal. looked up a picture of him and he's not a small person. He's not. I just think animal attacks are pretty rare. I think so too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that was just kind of like one of the things that people were spouting off because to add to the rumors, you know. Yeah. And um but Penny said that Tom didn't even know that his grandpa committed suicide out there. Because when he was little... I mean, his so his grandfather committed suicide when she was pregnant with Tom. And counselors had advised her to... had Counselors had advised her against telling her kids the details of their grandfather's death. Which is wise. Yeah, so they didn't even... Like, Tom didn't know... Tom yeah. didn't know his grandpa committed suicide on Lake Marvin Road. Yeah, and he shouldn't have. Philip Klein called those theories the days of our lives theories, and that Tom was not suicidal at all. So, all right. Which... He's really setting the record straight with that one. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, those are just the days of our lives theories. Moving on. Those are ridiculous. Okay. Let's let's go to something real. Sounds good. Sheriff killed him. Point us. Yeah, the sheriff was gay and had a hot tub ring and killed him. Yeah. Solid. Or realistic. I don't think I don't I don't think Klein was floating that rumor, but No. Just to set the record straight, I'm not accusing him of anything, okay? Right. We're just it's all speculation. Speculation. Innocent until proven guilty. We get it. Get yeah. it. We're on that train. Don't listen to us, we're idiots, okay? Yeah. And Kading and Smith refused to release any details of their inv- investigation at all. They were like, no, oh. we're keeping it locked tight. And you didn't ever find out. Exactly. That's what they were basically saying. And Penny was saying that finding Tom's remains hasn't given her much closure, only that she knows that he's dead, but she doesn't know how he died or anything like that. So she's, you know... Everybody's just kind of frustrated that this hasn't been resolved. That there's not enough info. That there's not more info. Exactly. Um, And Kading and Smith called an invitation-only meeting. But someone secretly taped it. Oh. So we have the... We have a little record of it. We... We, as in, like, go listen to the Tom Brown's body. Yes. Highly recommended. Go listen to it. It has so much more information. And if you listen to it, you'll probably catch me. You'll probably fact check me a little bit on a couple of things. Please do. Friendly. Friendly. In a friendly Friend- way. Friendly. Say, hey, Lizzie. Check. You know, you got the time wrong on this or whatever. And I'll say, yeah. gosh. And we'll put it in a different episode. Anyways. Anyways, you can hear bits and pieces from this actual meeting on that podcast. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Who was there? I'll tell you who was there. Penny, Chris, Kelly, Tucker, Sheriff Lewis, Philip Klein, and a few others, such as Texas Rangers and, like, Kelly's pastor were there. Okay? Okay. Yep. Kading and Smith told them they would be releasing a public statement over the media and they were there to read the statement to those gathered before they released it. They said that they wanted to correct misinformation. They reviewed the history of the case and said, quote, there is no viable evidence that would lead a res- reasonable person to conclude that foul play led to the death of Thomas Kelly Brown. Therefore, this investigation has been suspended, end quote until they found any more credible evidence. That's what that was the big bombshell that they dropped on these people. Wow. So That's... they huh? Okay. That was kind of a pointless. Mhm. They're like we're going to make this statement and the statement is that still nothing. <laughs> there's no evidence of foul play. We're going to suspend the investigation until we find more cred- credible evidence. Boom, shots fired at nobody. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> And literally nobody was expecting that announcement. Nobody was. No. no. And so basically, so Kading and Smith said they didn't have enough evidence to support suicide, homicide, or natural causes. They had nothing to base any type of finding on. There was no conclusive evidence at all. They did, however, send Tom's phone to a different lab and discovered that at 9.45 p.m. Thanksgiving Eve, Tom had used his phone to search suicide hotlines 
but there wasn't any evidence to support that he had actually called any of those hotlines. There's that. That's interesting for someone who was not suicidal. Yes. Yes. I... But also, wasn't he still with his friends at that time? Yes, he was, I think. Hang on. So on what point? He was out cruising with his friends when he searched that. Wasn't he supposed to be driving? So he's cruising with his friends, Caleb King and Michael Castletine. And then around 8 o'clock, they met Christian and Michael went home. And they were cruising until 11 or 11.15. And then Christian and Tom sat in the parking lot and talked a little bit. And then around midnight, she left and then Tom was never seen again. So Tom was with his friends when he searched that. Hmm. Which makes you wonder what they were talking about. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's not conclusive. They're basically saying there's literally not enough evidence for us to think anything at this point. Mm-hmm. We can't rule anything out. But that was found. So I also really like having one of those conversations about suicide. And, like, someone mentioned the suicide hotline and he Googled it. Yeah. Or, like, what was the context to that Google search? I don't know. And it it didn't say where in any of, you know, my sources. You know, nobody... Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, you know, Christian or Caleb or Michael had an answer for that. Yeah. So I don't know if, you know, when they picked up Christian Webb, if someone else was driving at the time or, or what. They might have transferred to Christian's car or something. I don't or know. Or was he just, like, in the back seat? doing like looking up yeah who knows i have no idea i wish i had an answer to that but i don't it'll hopefully all come out someday but anyway so after they drop that little nugget about the suicide hotline kating opened up the floor to questions but told them not to be mean to each other okay so there's that that's good. good for him so penny came out the gate and wanted to confirm that there wasn't enough evidence to confirm a suicide so they could dispel the rumors to which Kading replied that they could neither confirm that they could neither confirm nor deny. Mm-hmm. So Penny was basically like, so there's not enough evidence for suicide. And Kading was like, yeah, but there's also not enough med- there's also not enough evidence to not say suicide for anything. There's not enough evidence for anything or literally anything. And so I think, like, people were kind of trying to pick at what Kading and Smith to see what they thought. And Kading and Smith were basically like, we don't have enough evidence. We don't have enough evidence. We don't have enough evidence. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how frustrated they were. Yeah. Talking in circles. Yeah. So Penny comes out the gate with, well, there wasn't enough evidence to confirm suicide. So we can dispel the suicide rumors. And they're like, not enough to confirm or deny. And then Sheriff Lewis is like, okay but there's not enough evidence to confirm a homicide. So let's get rid of the homicide rumors. And she said, there's not enough evidence to say that it wasn't homicide either though. So, so basically just stop talking about it. Everybody's like, okay, but it's not what this person is saying. Right. Yeah. And they're like, it could be, but we can't say, like, we don't know. We don't know. It's this little freaking turf war. And uh, what they did say is that Tom's unblemished phone confused them since it had to have been planted. There's no other explanation for it. So. 
They say his phone had to have been planted by someone somehow. And they said that they even, that they chased down every single rumor, every single lead. They chased them all down and confirmed that it wasn't that. They said that they even, they even chased down the wood chipper theory, which ended up being made up by a bunch of meth addicts. So Imagine that. Isn't that crazy? So it's just, it goes to show you that they were being extremely thorough and they still didn't, like, there still wasn't enough of anything at all. But they did say that they did not find any evidence to support that the sheriff's office was involved in his death. So hopefully that satisfied Lewis a little bit. Probably not. And they said that Klein's luminol test had picked up on paint, not blood, which Tom had spilled a couple of months before, and that the only blood in the car was the tiny little sliver on the door. Okay. And you can imagine Klein's reaction when they said that. He was pissed. I bet. He was pissed. Because any time that you say that Klein is wrong, he gets pissed. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that I really like this guy. He can't be wrong, Lizzie. He's always right. He's freaking perfect. She also said that it wouldn't make sense that Tom's killer would drive around in a small town in Tom's car where they could be recognized. Because that was one of the things that Klein had kind of said. Was that this person killed Tom and then drove around in Tom's car in town because remember his car was seen on all the cameras and stuff yeah they're like that doesn't make sense because they like it would be so easy for someone to recognize someone that isn't tom driving tom's car yeah so yeah so like that doesn't make sense either and um klein was also claiming that tom's phone had pinged at the high school parking lot around midnight And he was like, that's gospel. That's gospel truth. And they said that it didn't ping accurately enough to put him at the high school because of the the cell towers and where they are in Canadian and the landscape. You can't get an accurate ping from a cell phone. So they were basically just like, they were putting Klein down. They were putting him through it. Okay. And he had kind of been floating around this theory that maybe Tom's killer had driven Tom's car around Canadian after killing Tom when everybody Mm -hmm. was out looking for Tom. So he was like, his killer was, his killer was driving around town. And nobody noticed. In in Tom's car and nobody freaking noticed. And they said that that wouldn't make sense because like, who would do that? You would be recognized. Yeah, that would not make sense. Yeah, like we talked about earlier, like, you just know the cars in the small town. Yeah. And you know who's supposed to be driving them. Exactly. Not because you're a stalker, just because you you just know. There's not many cars, so you take note of the ones that are there. Exactly. And he had also been saying that Tom's phone had pinged at the high school parking lot around midnight, which they also said wasn't entirely accurate because you can't get an accurate cell phone ping in Canadian because of where the cell towers are and the landscape. Good to know. There's that. Hang on. I'm going to let my dog in. Also, that sucks. Yeah, I know. So it was just kind of like it was kind of like crap on Klein night which I mean I'm kind of down for because he kind of sounds like a douchebag to me. Yeah, I could get in on that. Yeah, he just he was just like saying a lot of stuff that ended up not being able to be backed and he was saying like it was fact is kind of what this meeting sounds like 
So there's that. And then Kelly Brown, Tom's father, also took a shot at Klein and said that um, he was like, you know what? And Klein is wrong for telling Penny that Lewis had something to do with Tom's death. So yeah, Klein kind of got dumped on at this meeting. and He was PO'd about it. And then um, there was this then there was some heated arguments over the Justice for Tom signs that were around town because there was a Facebook group that started called Moms for Tom. I'm actually a part of it so that I can okay. stay updated on Tom Brown stuff. Um, and I mean, we were seeing Justice for Tom signs all the way down in Canyon, almost two hours away. So it had quite a spread. But basically what happened was after Tom's death, and Klein got involved in all of this stuff. People started putting out signs that say justice for Tom. And other signs that said there's a killer among us. And in light of this meeting where nothing was conclusive, someone brought up, what do we do with the there's a killer among us signs? Because there's no evidence to say that there was foul play. And they got into a fight. And basically, like, you know, it just turned into this whole thing about, like, what can you disprove? What can you, you know, you've disproved this, you've disproved this. And they're like, okay, criminal law is not about disproving. It's about finding yeah. evidence that proves a case. And we cannot prove any of these things. That's what we're saying. It's not that we're trying to disprove different theories. Yeah, exactly. So they said, let's change the signage into something that celebrates Tom instead of accusing a potential killer there could not be a killer at all yeah town. so that was awesome it was like the dumb like listening to the tape recording i was like oh my gosh if they just sat there if some if you just turned off your mouth and opened up your ears you would understand that you're all on the same page yeah this probably wouldn't even be an argument if you about just, what should happen up. with the sign you know like yeah if all of y'all were just listening to what was being said and not trying to, like, fit it into your own narrative, mm -hmm. this wouldn't even be a problem. It just really, I just grind, it grinds my gears. Grinds Anyways, them right. It just grinds them right up. So you can imagine that when this press release went public, that the entire Texas panhandle basically went up in flames. Because people hated that everything was inconclusive. They just could not stand it. And Klein decided that it was time to double down on the homicide theory. Of course. Why not? Let's just let's just wrench it down. Let's just freaking go twice as hard on hom for homicide. Because we've and all agreed that there's nothing definitive. So let's just continue to speculate. Exactly. There's nothing definitive, but let's just pursue this one thing. Booyah. Love it. These people it's, are frustrating. Yeah, I know. This this entire thing is frustrating. It's just people being dumb. But I hope the truth comes out soon and we can all laugh. Yeah. About how ridiculous these people are with speculation. That's what I that's what I hope. Except um, like we won't be laughing because it's like a murder. So you know. Yeah. I mean we can be like, oh my gosh, that actually happened and it probably isn't as crazy. Or it could be as crazy. Who knows? It could be crazier. But Yeah, I think we'll be shocked. I think we will be a little bit. 
I think we'll be shocked in a way that we weren't expecting, which is, you know, the definition of being shocked. But I think the yeah. rest of it will be, <laughs> like, really easy. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that later and be like, you're so freaking stupid, Lizzie. We, we um, got to stop late night recording. I think that's where all of our, our weirdness stems from. I know. I think, yeah, that's probably right. But, you know. Anyways, all right. We'll just go with it. We'll just freestyle. Wait in the current, ride in the tide. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So three months after the announcement, Lewis resigned, hmm. which shocked a lot of people. And what happened was that he had met with the county judge and the county attorney. And they were basically like, dude, it's really embarrassed. Like, or, wait, hang on. They <laughs> were basically, grammar, grammar is not my friend. Um, He met with the county judge and the county attorney. And they told him that they were really embarrassed about all of the slander about Hemphill County and him. They were like, the gay hot tub thing was just too far. Even though yeah, it's not it was just true. Too much, even though it's not true, it's just too much. And they were already upset about how he had mishandled the investigation at the beginning. How they got him to resign was he had allegedly falsified reports about training hours completed by him and three of his duties. Duties? Three of his deputies? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone needs to put me out to pasture. Someone needs to retire me. They, uh, yep. Anyway, so he had falsified training hours completed by him and three of his deputies. Okay. Which he claimed was a paperwork error. Sure. Yeah, so they were like, you just need to resign. Like, it's time for you to go. So he did. On November 19th, 2019, he resigned. And Brent Clapp took his place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So he is just, yeah, y'all are right. I'm out of here. He just was like, you know what? No, it's, and you know what? He wouldn't have been able to continue his life in Canadian anyways after all that stuff came out. Because people in small yeah. towns don't let you forget anything. Ever. He would always have been the sheriff that killed Tom Brown in Canadian, even yeah. though that's not, probably not true. Because yeah. again, nothing's conclusive, so I don't want to say it's not true, and then it right. I just don't think it was. I don't think that makes sense. So I don't think so either. There's that. So yeah, they were basically like, you need to resign. So he did. And uh, in January of 2020, Rachel Kading was back in Canadian. She would not say anything about her investigation. And so people were starting more rumors, of course. But basically what would happen was every couple of months, Kading would return to Canadian and she would be there for a few days. And then she would go back to her office in Austin. Okay. It's basically what happened. So this is, of course, after the press, this is months after the press release saying that, you know, we're not going to investigate this anymore until we have... Yeah you know, better evidence. So then she's back in Canadian doing investigating. Right. And then it looks like there's something more going on. Exactly. News starts. And this, you know, again, every couple of months in 2020, she would return to Canadian. 
for a few days. Link away. Hmm. Then the Attorney General's office and Kading decided to hold a grand jury to hear testimony, but nobody knew what evidence she had. And that grand jury was supposed to happen either late 2020 or early 2021. And it did not happen. Cry. Interesting. Cry. Um, Why did it not happen? So, basically, um, they didn't have enough evidence to make any arrests, I guess. So, it wouldn't be ethical to have a grand jury. Is kind of what... I don't understand a lot of court stuff, but that's kind of what I got from it. Okay. And I think I have... I have notes farther down that I think explain it better, but I can't find them right now because my brain is working on right. three of its four cylinder not wait what uh-huh. never mind my brain isn't working so i'll find it and i'll put it up and make it sound like i answered your question immediately okay okay <laughs> That's um, all I know. yeah so basically we're gonna get into some final theories here from each of our parties klein's final theory is that after christian left left tom went and filled up his car, realized that he had some time before his curfew, swung by the high school where there were some kids hanging out, someone was joking around with a gun and accidentally shot him, and then two people helped clean the car that night and dispose of the body. He didn't give any names, but he did say that whoever shot Tom was the child of a prominent family or the friend of a prominent family. So he thinks they accidentally shot Tom, they contacted a parent or another trusted adult. The adult then contacted Sheriff Lewis, and that's when the cover-up began. And there were all these people involved, and nobody said a thing. Exactly. And Lewis, when told that, he thought it was laughable, and he laughed about it, but he didn't deny it. He just said, that's funny, that's laughable. Hmm. Interesting choice of words. It is. And then Skip Hollingsworth straight up asked Lewis if he had received a call about a shooting in the high school parking lot. And Lewis said no. When Skip asked if Lu- asked Lewis if he had advised them to put Tom's backpack down the road, he laughed and said that's funny. So he was kind mm. of... I think that is kind of dodgy. But I also haven't heard the... In- like the uncut yeah. of the interview, you know? Yes. Yeah. The full and, thing. And Lewis basically was like, I'm laughing, but it freaking sucks because now he's the dirty sheriff. Yeah, exactly. It kind of bit him in the butt later on. Yeah, and he really wanted to Lewis was gonna throw Penny under the bus at the grand jury. Like he wanted the grand jury to happen so he could testify against Penny, basically. Um so he starts saying that there's something scary about Penny and that she wasn't showing emotion even from day one when he was interviewing her and that he thinks that she's faking all of the tears that she's shown, you know? So he thinks that he pretty much thinks that Tom committed suicide and Penny covered it up. Yeah. Okay. So listening to Tom Brown's body, I thought she sounded suspicious as well. Yeah. I thought there, I, were, there were some things where I was like, um, that just doesn't, like, her reaction was off or things she was saying were off. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I just, I honestly have no idea. 
I'm going to get into my speculations at the end. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Um, but I do think she's a little suspicious, too. Penny thinks that someone killed Tom. She thinks that foul play is involved. She has tried to get more law enforcement agencies to get involved in the case. And she still... She will still deny that Tom was wearing diapers. Uh, even though p- multiple people have said that he did. Yeah, it hit, right from his mouth he told them. Yeah. Like, there are text messages. Yeah. Saying that, and she's like, he just, I just, he just never told me, so it must not have happened. Like, kids don't tell their parents things. Um, So, I don't know. I think it's just, that denial makes me think that, you know, hey, I'll talk about it in a few minutes here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But a psychologist friend of Penny's said that Tom would be wearing diapers because of something that traumatized him in his childhood. But she said that he didn't talk about anything that traumatized him in his childhood. She said that one time she caught him wearing her nephew's diapers when he was like 10, but then he didn't wear diapers again after that, which is false, obviously. Yeah. Um, And she also doesn't think that he was struggling with his sexuality either, like a lot of people were claiming. And her, um, her evidence for this is that she and Tucker and Tom had been to an OSU game and Tucker and Penny were trying to talk to Tom and he was so focused on the cheerleaders that he didn't realize that they were talking to him, Hmm. which is an interesting thing. And that kind of stuck out to me when listening to her interviews, but like, cause I remember the first time I listened to this podcast, I listened to it with a bunch of my friends all together while we were driving around and while we were cruising. Yeah. There it is again. And we were all like, wait, why would she say that? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. So she doesn't think that he was gay. But also, like, there's straight up gay men who have been married and have a family before they come out as gay. So just because he was looking at cheerleaders did not make him straight. No. It's just, like, one of those things where... I think the whole, like, diaper and sexuality stuff, I think that really freaks her out. Yeah, it's just too hard for her to come to terms with that being so She just is going to deny it no matter what. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. As okay, a... pause real quick. Okay. We can edit all this out. Uh-huh. Um, Sheriff Lewis is a very good-looking man. I know. Sheriff Lewis is hot. Wow. I know. Okay. <laughs> He is a hottie. I I want to look at him. I want to look at him again. He is. Look at his little beard. He's a good looking man. He could be on Yellowstone. He could be on... Yeah. Too bad he kind of sucks as a person, but I mean... At least he looks nice while he sucks as a person. Yeah, I know. If you're going to suck... Look good while you do it. Uh Uh-huh. Anywho. So, that's what I'm saying. Carry on. Anyways, yeah. All of that happens. Philip Klein held a public presentation on October 20th, 2021 to give more details to the public as if he hadn't already been giving all of his details to the public. This is where he gives, he lays it all out for everybody in the town. He said he... And he will, I think he's going to die on this hill that he was killed by, accidentally killed by two teenage boys. 
he's holds this presentation. He's like, I have this bombshell information. And he said that he was even going to tell them the manner of death is a fact. Mm. Carolyn Greer, who was Klein's daughter, had interviewed Chris Jones. We reached back in her files. Chris Jones was the kid on the football team who had been arrested that December after Tom died for breaking a fellow student's um, eye socket. Wow. Yeah. So she had interviewed him and um, he told her that Sheriff Lewis had convinced him to transfer to Canadian for football and that if he didn't do that, he would be killed. And he said that Sheriff Lewis was working for a local gambling ring who wanted Chris to play well for some football games and to throw others so that they could basically win a lot of money. Hmm. Yeah. And he's, he, Chris told Caroline, I hope that's how I say her name, it's not Caroline, but it's spelled Caroline, so I'll go with it. Chris said that one night Lewis picked him up and took him to the walking bridge after they had lost a game that they were supposed to win, and Lewis threatened to kill him if it happened again. Yeah, like he has control over that. Exactly. An early Thanksgiving morning, Lewis supposedly visited Chris again and told him that they were banking on a win. And so Lewis wanted to show him something to encourage him to play better, put him in the back of a cop car, and told him to put a pair of goggles on. So then Sheriff Lewis drives Chris out somewhere where they had Tom tied up in a chair, still alive, and next to him was Pine Gregory with a hat on his head and a gun in his hand. And then Chris said that he never saw Tom again. This shit makes no sense. So he's basically saying that Sheriff Lewis and then Pine Gregory killed Tom to appease a gambling ring. Yeah, of high school football? What? Yes. That's what Chris Jones's story is. Well, Chris Jones could have just kept that to himself because that's stupid. Yeah, so he's telling all this. He's like in prison for something as he's telling people this. Yeah, well, he should just stay in prison. Yeah. That's so, stupid stories. I know. So Klein basically tells them all this and people, all the people were there were really shocked and confused and mad that Klein expected them to believe that. Like, they all knew that Tom yeah. hadn't been on the football team in over a month, and he wasn't even close to Chris Jones anyways, so why would it, why yeah. would seeing Tom tied up in a chair inspire Chris Jones to play better and not throw a game? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. None of this makes sense. They were like, how are you, why do you expect us to believe that? So they basically all started getting up and talking and telling Klein to get out, get the hell out of Canadian. Good for them. They're like, no, Klein, get the hell out. And they were just calling him on his BS. And Klein basically was like, listen, I'm sorry for showing you the corruption in your city, mm. but this is the truth. It's like, nobody wants to see the ugly bits. Yeah. And nobody believed him, and they thought that he was ridiculous. So... There's that. Like, actually, there isn't corruption. You're just making up stuff. Exactly. And so after Klein's whole public presentation, he comes out with all of this. 
Rachel Kading sat down with Skip Hollingsworth in light of Klein's stupidity to kind of set the record straight. She told Skip that there's no evidence to support any of Klein's theories. Absolutely no evidence. And Chris Jones is an unreliable witness. Chris Jones had at one point told the sheriff's office that two Hispanic people killed Tom and that it was a cartel murder and that they kidnapped Chris and shot him up with drugs and told him that if he told anybody, they would kill him. So there's that. These people can make up some stories. So yeah, Chris Jones is basically just talking for the sake of talking. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, he's an unreliable witness. He's told us this wacky story. You can't count on what he says. Unfortunately, she can't say what she thinks happened because she because it would be irresponsible, in her own words. Which, I kind of trust her a little bit more than I trust everybody else who's handled this case. But she did. So there's a 249-page report that was released by the Attorney General that Kading had compiled, and it gives us hints as to what she thinks. I haven't read it, but I guess it strongly hints that his that Tom's family is withholding information regarding his disappearance. Hmm. Um, says that Chris Meek's alibi of being home all all night might not be true. Kading didn't answer the question about whether or not there was evidence that he wasn't home all night, but she didn't deny that there wasn't um she also thought that it was interesting that penny had asked for the iphone's password yeah i thought that was really interesting too mm-hmm. she had also asked tucker to take a lie detector a lie detector test and he didn't which remember that was a huge thing yeah where he was yeah that was a huge thing where the he was basically deal. like he's like well it's not like you can even use them in court anyways what's the big freaking deal yeah, so I'm just not going to take it. Yeah. Um, under oath, they think that they could have some of the truth come out, enough for multiple indictments, but there wasn't enough evidence to convict anybody at a trial. Yeah, they would so just be held there. for no yeah. reason. So that's really frustrating. I'm sure more for the people who are actively involved in investigating than it is for us. Yeah. But... Yeah, and Penny to this day still holds that she has no idea where Tom died and has never visited the spot where his remains are. Hmm. So, you know. Yeah, true. I wonder why. I don't know. I would be all over that. Yeah, I would want to see. Yeah. And I actually have... So, for all the people listening to our podcast, we recorded... We had originally planned to record part one and two at the same time, and it was the night before Thanksgiving, and the first part was going to come out on Thanksgiving, and the second part a few days afterwards. It didn't happen that way, because I had an an editing job from hell that I spent probably like 13 hours editing part one when it should have taken me like four. It was really awesome. It was bad. It was so great. But, um... Anyways, and most of it, like, I had to cut over half of our recording out because it was just bullcrap. And we're blaming Jeb. We're blaming we're blaming it all on Jeb. So this was a post made on November 23rd, the night before Thanksgiving this past year, uh, on the Moms for Tom Facebook page. I love this week, yet I hate this week. Six years ago tonight, as families were preparing for Thanksgiving, 
A funny, kind, and talented small-town senior class president, Thomas Kelly Brown, missed his curfew in Canadian Texas. This unusual event brought an alarming feeling that was soon followed by full-blown panic. Six years later, we are no closer to answers. Six years equals 2,190 days. I find it fascinating that Taylor Swift just released an album with a song called Glitch, which says it's been 2,190 days of our love blackout, the system's breaking down. There certainly has been a breakdown over the last 2,190 days. So much disappointment, grief, and darkness. No justice, no answers. Tom, your life has brought so many people together and touched countless lives. Today and evermore, you are terribly and loved. There is a hole in the world where you should be because your vibrant life was extinguished far too soon. We are so grateful to have known and loved you. Justice for Thomas says disappeared 11-24-2016, remains discovered 1-15-19, arrests and charges none, Klein investigations 409-729-8798. That's what they posted. Um, and every once in a while they'll post something relating to the case, but it's few and far between. Yeah. Um... And I think a lot of people are at this point where they don't think the truth will ever come out. Mm-hmm. Um, which really, it just, it sucks it's because... It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And someone knows something. Yeah. It's, someone knows something. Multiple people probably know something. But they're not saying it. So, it just... Super frustrating. It's really frustrating, yeah. I think that's the problem with small town stuff. Mm-hmm. Is you think that a small town would be so much safer because you know everybody yeah. knows everybody and there's not that many people. Yeah, there can't I be think that many small bad towns. People. I mean, I think there is an aspect of safety in that, but I also, I mean, you look. I Tom Brown's small town case isn't the first when there's something has happened in a small town and nobody said anything. Exactly. You know, like I listened to, there's a podcast called Up and Vanished. It's about the yeah. Tara Grinstead case. And they have a couple of other seasons, but their first season is on Tara Grinstead. And the same thing. She literally just vanished one night. And nobody, no, like nobody talked for a long time. And actually, when they started this podcast and started researching, it stirred up a lot of stuff. And they actually were able to make arrests because of it. It was really cool. But for... Over 10 years, nobody said anything. And it just took the right push for people to be like, oh, yeah, we heard this or we heard that. We know this. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, if anybody in the podcast ever hears any like weird sighs or groans, it's my dog. No, Lizzie's <laughs> just weird. Yeah, it's me. I think you'll only be able to hear it with headphones, though. I don't think you'd be able to hear it otherwise. But yeah, anyways, I don't know. It's just really frustrating and sad. And crazy. It is. It's really weird. It's a, a huge... Listen to Tom Brown's body. Just l- go listen. I love Scoop's yeah, voice. Yeah, I re-listen. I literally... So I just... A documentary just came out on Netflix called The Texas Killing Fields. And yes. Hollingsworth is in it. And I'm. he doesn't look like how... I, I don't know what I expected him to look like, but it wasn't that. But he talks just like that in the show that he talks in the podcast. And I was like, I could listen to your voice forever, Skip. The Netflix series, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. good. It is. I feel like my brain has died now. 
I'm tired. I'm sleepy. All right. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of our podcast. Or something like that. You can contact us at or something like that seven at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at or something like that seven. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, be sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts uh, to rate and review us. We would greatly appreciate it. Tune in next week for your hearty dose of crime, conspiracy, and our cringy life stories. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> my brain was reading. <laughs> my mouth wasn't saying what I was reading. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anywho, the... my mom requested yeah. a shout out. So. Oh, hi, Aunt Christy. She was you like. You feel famous. She's what been like I? the OG listener. She has been. Our day one. Yeah. I think we did mention her one time, didn't we? I think we mentioned her with your dad, but hmm. she she deserves all the shout outs, so she does because she has been here since day one. Our first listener. She, thank you. She also is, you know deserves a shout out in and of itself. Also that. Because couldn't have been easy. Mm-mm. Could not have been easy. Yeah, couldn't have been. Raising, there's no child that's easy to raise, I don't think. I so That was the worst grammar I've ever used in my entire life. Yeah, that, that was bad. There is, there, no child is easy to raise. How's that? <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a lot better. <laughs> Thank you. But anyways, also, hi, Dad. Hi, Eric. Goose is serving me so much judgment right now. Goose. He's like, Mom, nobody listens to your podcast. This is the dumbest thing ever. I'm trying to sleep. He gave me so much side eye just now. Hang on, let me send you this. I have to fix it. Stop. Oh, now he's coming to sit in his mom's lap. <laughs> you are such a little baby. Lizzie. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> What? I'm just gonna send you a script to like boost my ego in that voice <laughs> of you things need I need. To talk to... In my... You need me to talk in my goose voice to you? Uh, I just oh. need you to be like, you're doing so good. You're such a good girl. <laughs> and you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. You is smart. You is kind. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. That's all I need. Oh, Goosey's sweet today. What a sweet baby you are. I'll say that too. Okay, yeah. With the bodacious my dog Your butt is so big and bodacious. <laughs> <laughs> so Baby got back. 